Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast. This episode is the final project of rock and roll, the 1950s, and I'm gonna talk about the films in the 50s that presenting culture and rock and roll as negative elements. Okay, let's first go back to when and where all of the rock and roll teenagers things started. As many of you may not realize, there were tremendous differences in teenagers' life before and after the World War II in the U.S. Before the World War II, there wasn't really a teenager scene if we look at it through the perspective we see today. Young boys and girls were just children the first day, and suddenly there were adults who had to take responsibility for themselves. There weren't much entertainment nor markets that targets at them. However, all of this changed after the World War II. The economic property contributed to a sharp increase in the birth rate, and the children of the baby boom generation grew up to form an enormous teenager market. And there came the televisions, radios, and finally gave teenagers their own entertainments. Also, new teens were getting their own rooms, own cars, own clothes. And all of these helped binding teenagers and rock and roll together at that era. So, how did teenagers first meet rock and roll music? From my perspective, it wasn't that rock and roll built how teenagers were at the fifties, but teenagers at that time were desperately looking for something as a core to build their own culture, and rock and roll just popped up among all others and perfectly fit into it. Just like Chuck Berry's song "No Particular Place to Go," teenagers themselves didn't know what they were looking for. Blues for those working classes and country music were just too old that they weren't interested. And boom, they found this new music genre that rolled with fast tempos, fashionable and easy to sing. Most importantly, it's too. It's too bad on the lyrics per se in their parents' eyes. What could be better? Teenagers could even play it by themselves with a single guitar, and everyone around them loves it. Teenagers wanted to define the new trend. Many of them even built their own bands, and that they actually did it. And what what's up to the movie with teenagers? It looks like theaters became a new place to go for teenagers to run away from their parents. In Natalie Brosser's song "Wake Up Little Susie," we saw that a teenager couple had a date at the theater until 4 a.m. to stay away from the nagging old school parents. When teenagers tend to stay at the theater, the movie industry knew that what could bring them money, that is, producing what teenagers love to watch. The rock and roll music seems was not a bad idea, right? According to Warren Seal. Hollywood movie industries were digging to the market and trying to find what's the most popular topic within the current cycles that people would love to watch and could make the best profit. Now let's look at how exactly the movie producer combined rock and roll into the movies at that time. Rock and rock around the clock in the 1956. That's the one who actually brought the rock and roll onto the stage at the first time. Rock and roll, rock around the clock was a song by Bill Haley in 1954, and the appearance and 
The appearance in the famous movie Blackboard Jungle made it viral in 1955. One year later, a movie with the same name and used the same song came out in the market. It was the first movie that really focused on rock and roll music and told the story of a rock rock band. Although the majority of this movie is just about the music itself, the story was bad, and. The movie was considered the first rock and roll hit in the movie industry, which won 1.1 million box office. It wasn't top on the list, but after all, considering the fact that rock and roll wasn't popular nor solid in the majority adults group, it was a very good try, especially with super short filming period and low cost. Later, more commercial products came out. A very good example was Jailhouse Rock in the 1957 by Elvis Presley. As a top singer at the time, Elvis really helped this movie a lot. The movie made a big hit by its much more developed story compared compared to Rock and Roll to Clock and Elvis' good performance. The reviews were mixed. But the large portion of the negative reviews were targeted at Elvis because parents at the time were really, really worried about Elvis turning their good kids into bad boys and beggars. Of course, teenagers love him. The fact that this movie still got a hit despite from all parents' hates could show the truth already. And、this negative attitude from the society can also be seen from another movie at that same year, *Mist Rock and Roll* by Alan Fred. This movie really didn't tell a good story, but at least it started it starred many top rock and roll singers at that age. But there was an interesting scene in the movie that a reporter's boss believes that rock and roll is going to ruin society in many ways. And those kids loving this music will grow up and hate hippies and feel the very same way. This this was a glimpse of society's attitude towards rock and roll and teenagers who loved it. But why did society hate rock and roll with teenagers? The hates were real because the rebellion and crimes were also real. Back in 1953, when there wasn't even rock and roll movies. There came a movie called *The Wild One* by Mar- by Marlon Brando. The movie talked about motorcycle gangs with real rebellion spirit. Brando played the leader of the gang Johnny, and the gang was called the Beatles. Sounds familiar, right? And there was a scene in that movie when the guy asked Johnny what he's what is he rebelling against. He answered, "What do you got?" In another word. Rebel for rebellion's sake. That was a fact of teenagers' rebellion at that time. Teenagers didn't know what they want or what they don't want, so they just play by rebellion and want to make themselves different. With the rebellion, of course, there came the confrontation, and mostly those confrontations are against parents or schools. The perfect example is the famous Blackboard Jungle, which was mentioned before for using Rock Around the Clock in the movie. In this movie, the music teacher wanted to get close to students by playing jazz music, but students don't buy it. They just like rock and roll. This shows perfectly how adults and teenagers have their own different tastes, not only in music, 
but how they think or how they do things. According to Laura Tisdale in her paper, inside the blackboard jungle, male teachers and male pupils at English secondary modern schools in fact and fiction, 1950 to 1959, the generation gap was not only reflected in popular fictions and movies, but also a real serious problem in the society. The, incom- the incomprehensible difference in mind between adults and teenagers become a real panic. Parents are commonly worried about teenagers don't listen to them anymore, while teenagers actually doesn't care about it. Ironically, according to Gerald Simons in his paper *Violent Youth*, the censoring and public recept- reception of the wild, wild one and the blackboard jungle. At the start of the Black Jungle movie, there were subtitles saying that teenagers rebelling and crimes has been a big problem in the U.S. But right after that subtitle, when the Rock and Roll Clock started playing, kids immediately became super excited and caused a riot in the theater. With all the rebelling and confrontation, we can see that movies with real violence would appear soon. And in the movie *The Delinquent* in 1957, teenagers' violence was clearly showed. Using several starting points such as *Blackboard Jungle*, *The Wild One*, and *Rebel Without a Cause* for influence, the screenplay of this movie was written in a week. This movie told a story of teenagers' violence and immortality. Immor- immorality and suddenly got a huge success. With extremely low cost, I guess it's because this perfect this perfectly matched matched how parents imagined rock and roll music would affect their children. All right, with all the stories and history being told, I believe now we all have an overall idea of how the society looks at rock and roll as the negative cause of teenagers' rebelling. The movie was just a glance, an appearance of it. While the core is the special needs of teenagers, could not be fulfilled at that particular era.